Theoretically, the camera won't die this time. Theoretically. Welcome. And welcome. Yes. Hello. Hey, what did I say earlier? What was <laughs> yeah, the... My, yeah. my hopefully something's not going to go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like hopefully it's not a disaster. Um, this is episode two. We of, think. We think. We may not Sunday even... Sunday Brew. Of yes. Sunday Brew. Sunday Brew. I keep wanting title. to say the Sunday Brew, but it's just Sunday Brew. You should stop that. <laughs> uh, I should stop too. I should stop doing that. Um, so this is episode two, but maybe it's one. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if we want to release one. But let's call this 1.1. 1. 1. 1. Version 1.1. 1. 1. Yes. <laughs> this, right. What this definitely is, is a sneak peek for anyone that's joining us today. That's yeah, true. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah. us, by the way. Uh, there are uh, some folks uh, watching uh, from my Patreon, which is awesome. Uh, but if you are on YouTube, welcome. Thank you so much for watching. Let's get it out of the way now. Go give it a follow. Go follow our channel. This We're doing this every week. So yeah. you should follow us. You should... Like it and engage with it. Do all the things the algorithm says to do because that's the game that we play. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. I only say it because it bothered Rashid so much last time. So we're bringing <laughs> it back. Or don't again. if you don't want yeah. to. That's all right. If you don't want to. Uh, but they should. No, they really should. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't tell them not to. Well, just or visit another channel. Look, we are spending, <laughs> we're spending an hour and a half of our time to make this for you. And we're just asking for you to move that little mouse and just go. Just a little bit. That's it. Yep. This is too much pressure, guys. That's it. It is. Stop. It's true. Stop. All right. You what don't do have to do here? anything. Sunday brew. What we do every week is um, we uh, have a brew and we talk about things that are on our mind. Uh, contemplate. Things that are brewing. Things are brewing in, things are brewing in, in our mind. Minds. Conversations <laughs> that like the, the premise I think we, we kind of came up with was conversations that we don't have time to have during the week. This is the day to have those conversations yep, all at once when you're walking, you know, at night or you're driving in your car home from work and you go, but what about this? This is the space to have those conversations. Uh, this week, Mike, you brought the brew. Yeah, Stumptown. What are we, what are we drinking? So Stumptown is a Portland brand named after Stumptown, which is a uh, place's nickname. Uh, and this is an Indonesian uh, single origin coffee. Uh, which, you know, I'm kind of like a coffee snob, but not to the point where I, I just like that it's from a place with a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's it's from Colombia. That must be good. I think what you like is the pirate map of Indonesia on the back. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what you like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> where the treasure is, where the yeah. beans are hidden. It Excellent. also smells amazing. I mean, coffee it smells is, amazing, but this smells this is good too. Honestly, extra delicious. Amazing. delicious. Yes. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Happy, happy Sunday, Sunday, everybody. We gotta so, do that. We gotta cheers. Yeah, we gotta cheers do over the, the equipment. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> yes. we, this we is left. how we take ourselves down. Um, uh, well, wait, I didn't get to say what I am drinking. Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah. Kim, right. you don't drink coffee, it's, so what are you drinking today? So I do drink coffee, but I have to drink decaf. Yeah, just to be clear. It's the caffeine, not the coffee. Um, so, um, I'm pretty, I'm being pretty basic today because I went ahead and bought a pumpkin spice, mm. uh, stash tea and it is delicious. And I bought it last night and I've had about five. You're having already. your Bo Burnham moment. And it's decaffeinated. It has yeah. begun. You, you white were. White woman. <laughs> white woman's Instagram. Yeah. Um, yes, I came home last night and there was a pumpkin spice candle. Uh, Guilty. flickering. Guilty. And I was like, what is going on? And I was like, let's really watch good. You've Got Mail because it takes place in the fall. Well, it takes place over a while, but... Let's curl up under here. a blanket and drink our... P it's very basic. And there's tiny pumpkins everywhere. Yeah, we tried to we tried to watch uh, You've Got Mail, but we weren't nope. able to access it through our we the tried. streaming services we pay for. And I We're said... Interesting. 
Question for you guys. Not yeah. not a one from our hat, but if you can't find something you really want to watch, will you pay for it or just be like, you know what, it's not meant to be right now? What year is it? Because <laughs> this answer has changed over the last 10 years. Right, right. Well, that's like, that's the thing is there's so many things on streaming that if there's a movie that we want to watch, it's really hard to be like, I'm going to rent it for $4.99 when there's literally thousands of other, other titles we have we access to. We also own it. We could have just put it in the yeah, game. Oh, no, I guess it just course. depends. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I bought The Martian last week just because I love that movie and I want to watch it and that's the only way to do it. Do you still yeah. buy physical media? No, I, I uh, buy purely digital. Digital. And, and you kind of like almost answered, I, I will really question myself. I'll be like, okay, if I'm going to pay the money to rent this, if it's only five more dollars to buy it digitally, right. yeah. I might as well just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I but just think of it like it's, sorry, it's, a, it's yeah. like a forever ticket to the movie theater yeah. for yeah. that movie. Right. I, I know people think it's sacrilegious, but I started getting rid of books and I've predominantly by Kindle now. And I know something, the pages smell a certain way, whatever. I don't care. I love having <laughs> all of my books. Good. It smell good. I love having all my books in my hand on my Kindle, on my phone. I don't really read that much for like, I don't really read novels much. I really read a lot of like science or finance or, or filmmaking or something. So I feel like I'm often referencing books rather than like mm-hmm. curling up in a corner. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't do that. So I don't know. What do you think about books? Oh, I. I think we should get rid of all of our books. Burn, no. burn, them, burn them, burn them all. Them all. No, I disagree. Yeah. They're like my novels. No, you can't burn oh. those. I want to curl up in a corner and read a book. Um, I do have a Kindle as well, um, or an but, e-reader. Yeah, because when we've I, gone on vacation, you take your Kindle. You don't. Yes, take because books. there are too many books. I couldn't. They're just they're too big and they yeah. take up too much space. So that's why I take the Kindle. But. If I can, I prefer to read a book. What's cooler than having like a really cool library in your house? Oh, nothing. You know what I mean? Like there's there's something about that. And there's something about the like the old coming back. Like vinyl is making resurgence and like film is making a resurgence in photography and in film. Like there is something about the physical. Yeah. Like capturing something on a physical yeah. medium that is different. It's experienced differently. I, I think if I had, I think if we were like in a different socioeconomic class or, and I had like space, I think I'd be like all about having a library. But I think because of where we live and being LA and not having much space, I'm like, I want to get rid of yeah. clutter. Yeah. But I could totally see like having a collection of books or having like, yeah. records or whatnot plus we also have like an amazing library system yes in LA. la does and yeah. and there's overdrive and uh libby which are really great apps to like these are apps that you can use at the la exactly. county yeah yeah so you it, can like work literally like library card find a book you want to read or you're maybe going to spend money on like i do um and then just wait list it yeah and then you know like you kind of forget about the book and then like two months later when you finally hit your position in the queue uh, you go, oh, yeah, I did want to read this. And you read it because you only have a limited time. And it, instead of it, like, my whole thing is I love books, but they really do. Pile up, yeah. They pile up. I, and I, have, I go through those those uh, cycles of, like, am I really going to read this? Right. Maybe I should. And then I don't. And then it stays there. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I've I've started to think of it in terms of I own and I buy the movies that I know. I'm like, this is special. Like, this is. Yeah, exactly. Like, Kim gifted me a, a set of, like, the Criterion Stanley Kubrick collection. And I love that. Like, I love having that. I love the book that came with it. That feels like it has a special place in our case. But like, 
everything else, we got rid of all the cases. We got rid of a bunch of DVDs. We just put everything in those like CD sleeves. Mm -hmm. And that honestly saved like pretty much all of our physical media is like now compacted into a big old notebook that's like this big. Yeah, same here. I think yeah. like none or many is is a case for, for these things that we're talking about. Like yeah. you right. either live a minimalistic life where you have no books, you right. have one device and like that is your device right. or you have a thousand books in your home. <laughs> right. I feel like, I don't know why, but like having five books is nonsense. Yep. And it doesn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I will say sometimes I watch these like minimalists and whatnot on YouTube and they'll talk about like what they consume and they're nobody watches movies. They're like, I just watch YouTube and I'm like, really? Oh, oh that's yeah. so sad. Yeah. But that's the truth. A lot of, I, a lot of people today don't, they don't really watch movies. Like it's a lot of TikTok watchers yep. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is their entertainment consumption and nothing else. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of minimalism. Yeah. I especially conceptually yes. yeah yeah and i get the idea behind it like less clutter and like the whole day idea of having like kind of a mental backlog of things you need to do mm -hmm. because of your clutter is right. visual to you so i totally get it but i think i'm personally quite analog mm -hmm. i love to write things it's probably because of i was in the generation like right as like the little Nokia phones were out and right. like you had to take computer lab, but I didn't have a laptop in high school. Yeah. Um, not, yeah, we, not until we did grow up in this like really weird time we were where in that like transition. cuspers. Yeah. yeah. Cause cuspers. in high school and like middle, middle school and high school, you're like, right, 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 right. Physically. Right. And then like college, they're like, you brought a laptop. Yeah. Right. And I was like, what have I been doing for <laughs> the past three? What am I Why? preparing for? When did, <laughs> when did you get a cell phone? Uh, high school. Yeah, same here. Junior, junior or senior year. Not yeah, 16, year, 17. Yeah, and I was so mad because my brother, there's video evidence. I've this. seen it. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> You're such a punk. My brother got us. I wanted a cell phone for so long. They hadn't been that around that right. long before, but everybody had one but me. Um, and I got it my 16th birthday and my brother got one too. I don't oh. think it was my birthday. I think it was Christmas. It was like the 16th Christmas. My, my 16th year of life. At Christmas. Oh. And I was so angry because he's three years younger than me. And my parents told me you can't get one until you're 16. Oh, but he got one. Yeah, you were like not happy that you 14. got one. You were mad that he also got yeah, one. Yeah, I was thrilled that I got one. But I was upset that he got one yeah. too. But I guess it was because it was like safety. You know, the self the cell phone like marketing at that time was yeah, really Yeah, I was going to say they also sold them on the family plan. Yeah. yeah. They or the family sure. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, keep yeah. track of your family. I, yeah. I got mine at 13, but it's just a strange thing to think that we lived the, our formative years without it. And like the computer, I don't know how much you were on the computer, but like, I don't know, I played Trail to Oregon or something, but like I didn't, it wasn't part of my fun. I, I remember when the internet was a thing and being yeah. like, AOL was like, I remember being like, this yep. is yeah. a fad. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I was yeah. listening to my dad yep. and I was like, this is a fad or something. <laughs> all, all the kids were like, you're done. This will never stick. <laughs> I wanted to be the hipster then. But yeah, it's weird yeah. to think that we have a third of our life without it. And then, yeah. and then ever since then, the contrast of somebody who's only ever known the world through the lens of having that technology. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So I think because of that, I do have kind of a nostalgia and a love for tangible things like like media, like we recently did The Nest, which was amazing, or not The Nest, what was it? Yeah, it's it called, called The Nest. The Nest. Yeah. yeah, produced by uh, Corey Lubowich. Actually, they oh. just released more tickets for it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So if you're watching, go, go check oh out gosh. The Nest. It's amazing. It's an immersive experience that... It's part uh, theater, part uh, 
I don't want to say escape room, but there is some puzzle components to it. A little bit. Uh, audio yes. drama. Yeah, but there's a Ooh. lot of tapes involved. But I'll say that. And yeah. as we were putting the tapes in the it's tape player, good, I was like, oh, this feels so good to put a tape click and press in. play. The click. The, yeah, the tactile. You can rewind. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Well, it's so funny because like, especially like a new design, um, you know, with like Apple watches and, and new phones, why not the haptic thing to make people feel that something actually is occurring when yes. they do stuff is so important and yeah we kind of have to go back to it even like visual design um the skeuomorphic thing where it's like things need to look like they're kind of the representation yeah maybe not exactly like it doesn't have to look exactly like a phone or it doesn't have to look exactly like a compass but it has to have like that same tangible yeah, I'm, i miss depth. closing my phone yeah, yeah like that. angrily oh. oh yeah you know what i mean I, <laughs> ah <laughs> That have, what, yeah. we don't have razor. that anymore. Wait, wasn't there they a, have a new, a new one razor? coming out. There is yeah, yeah, the razor the little, and they screen. have the fold. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got a couple of them. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it gets close, but you don't, <laughs> it's not the you same. don't want to angrily smash that because there's a glass screen inside. Yeah, it's, you're like, yeah. You're like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super slow. <laughs> Did everybody here have a razor at some point? Yeah, exactly. I, had yeah. Razor. I, like, I think that was my first one. Right when it came out. I thought I was so cool. Playing sure. snake. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I remember that the T-Mobile had this, like, stupid, like, thing that slid. slid. Oh, yeah. The, the little sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not have so T-Mobile. So cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. So and cool. me, you had a full keyboard. Do you remember your, your oh, first? Right. Your Android, right? Yeah. Do you remember your first I, I am not an Android. I, I use Android you're, devices. You are an Android. Correct. This yeah. is the internet, and people take things <laughs> yes. really literally. Right. I am right. not an Android. You're an Android, what, right? What operating system do you run on? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember your first like iPhone, though? Yeah. 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 Did I you have out. an iPhone? I had an iPod. You had an iPod? Yeah. Have you never owned oh, yeah. an iPhone? I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Yes. I'm just saying before the iPhone, I had the iPod. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. still like, have her yeah, iPod. Yeah, that was my gateway. Well, before they could make phone calls. Before those devices transitioned yeah. into what the did they do before phones. then was it just <laughs> paperweight i remember it had, it had a scroll wheel on it oh, yeah i still have sorry. it in there oh, i wanted I'll bust it out that's right a i so badly wanted the u2 red ipod that oh, came I loaded with that. all of their yeah, songs the i was like yeah. this is the coolest thing ever yeah. do you remember how useless the shuffle was though yeah yeah yep. pretty bad yep yep that's so crazy <laughs> now i want to watch steve jobs <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of media and movies last week we left off with oh yes Mike, you saw a movie that you walked out of. It's been a while since I've done that. At the very, you walked out, what, 20 minutes in? Yeah, about 20 minutes in. Okay. And, and then literally <laughs> five people then told me it was the greatest movie they'd ever seen. And and since then, my Twitter feed has blown up with like, yeah. every podcast has done an episode on it. Everyone right. is talking <laughs> yeah. about this movie, Malignant. Yeah, which I still haven't seen. So uh, yeah, yeah, follow I plan, up. I have plans to see it. I have plans to see it. Now I feel like I'm just a holdout. Like, oh, now it's popular too, so I'm not gonna go see it. I, I haven't seen it either, so I'll wait and I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. What me? What is? I guess my question is, maybe specifically with this movie, but what is your criteria to be willing to walk out of a movie? Because that's a bold. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing about this one is, everybody I know who saw it and who enjoyed it watched it at home, streamed it through HBO Max. Interesting. So we were actually in a physical theater, and. I actually really do think that what contributed to it was that we actually saw other people physically getting up. Interesting. Not coming back. That makes sense. Because I, I think traditionally, like, if people yeah. aren't leaving, it's more difficult to leave a theater. Yeah. Like, yeah. To be you, the first, be the to first people to go. Is, you can always is, turn your TV off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for us, it was also expectations of, 
you know, thinking like, you know, it's kind of marketed as, uh, you know, James Wan is like notable in the horror space. So he's made The Conjuring, uh, Insidious, like most of like, if not all of them besides Jordan Peele, great horror films have been part. He's been involved somehow. Right. Kind of like this expectation. But that movie's clear. This movie's clearly not that. It's him experimenting with like, you know, the tropes of 80s movies. It's kind of a little bit Planet Terror. So there's a big like camp factor to it. Um, and if you're not expecting that, you're then just led to believe. And the cinematography is still brilliant in this. So it still looks really good, but it's just a little over the top. And it just kind of, if you have no context, you kind of just start thinking like, oh, this is just a bad movie. Right. Like this isn't intentionally bad to be fun. This is just a bad movie. And, you know, as the little things have been spoiled about the movie later of just how ridiculous it gets, you kind of go like, oh, yeah, had I known that it was going to get, like, ridiculous. Like, it there was, was intentionality get, <laughs> there was to intentionality the intentionality to build up to the words that. And even in, like, hindsight, like, you know, um, so somebody gets murdered pretty early on. Not a big surprise in a horror film. But I remember thinking, like, watching it, like, did the whole police force show up for this one murder? Which, yeah, in, in old movies, that's kind of like the trope, the thing you make fun of. Like, yeah. the whole police force showed up for, like, one person dying yeah. <laughs> to investigate this one. It's like, in real life, that never happens. They'll send a cop. I'll send a guy. <laughs> a guy. And it was just so over the top that in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the leading up to this is going to be ridiculous. And we just walked out before it actually uh, got to that point. It's like you have to f- know the game exactly. a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. And it's sometimes you don't. Like yeah. I, a good example, I mentioned this maybe last time is like the weasel moment when we went and, um, <clears throat> what was it? The, the last one we saw with Margot Robbie, what's the, Oh, uh, suicide squad. Suicide. Oh, oh yeah. The weasel. The, yeah. yeah. The weasel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, rat. the rat, yeah. rat catcher. Hit the rat catcher. Rat catcher. There no, was a weasel. No, there, there was, was a weasel, weasel man. Oh, weasel oh, man. oh, oh weasel. my point yeah. is, sorry, sorry. So in that suicide squad, I was like, not sure what to expect, and as soon as they introduced the weasel, like, I was oh. like, okay. So I already saw a shark man and then the weasel. I'm like, I know what I'm in for. So yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. what the game yeah, exactly. is that they're kind of making fun of stuff like right. that. It's not too serious. And so I was, uh, I was able to like accept right. that world. This is why I know some people don't watch trailers and are very like, and I know trailers have really gotten to like, basically here's the entire three act structure, but there is something about, knowing kind of the game because I notice sometimes people who have no concept of what they're getting into right, are right. very disappointed because they're like, well, that's not what I was expecting. And you're like, well, if you watched the trailer or whatever, it would have given you theoretically a heads up of here's the kind of movie you're in for. Yeah. But I guess as the creator, you're always like, I don't want to give it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also if it's so different than what you were expecting, I, Aaron Sor- or no, I guess save the cat talks about this, uh-huh. which is a book on screenwriting, the promise of the premise yeah, where it's like you have to deliver yep. on the thing that we thought. Like, if you're going to see a, a Pixar movie, like there needs to be whimsical, imaginative, you know, imaginative or tears, lots of tears, lots of tears. Yeah, like, <laughs> by the time it's you got to deliver on like the ba- and then you surprise them beyond that. Hopefully, yeah. But that's a, it's a tricky thing to do. Yeah, that's like it's like the hardest thing. That's why they're so rare to make a hit. <laughs> like you just described why it's so hard. It's like you got to give audiences exactly what they expect. But you have to somehow surprise them, and that is one of the hardest things to do. I think it's just a different era uh, of entertainment yeah. because there is an expectation. I don't think there used to be an expectation 50 years ago. Like you would go to watch 
a performer perform. You you knew that they were good. You go to a concert. You don't yeah. know the set list. You don't know yeah. what That's they're going to play or what yeah, order yeah. they're going to play it in. Like yeah. you went to enjoy this thing that you went to enjoy. I I think it's it's mad that you would sit in a theater and be like, this is not what I thought. Well, you didn't make it. I don't, well, <laughs> who are you? It's, it's sometimes I feel like there's such a disconnect in my head of what the expectations and goals of creating and or watching a thing are versus what most people on the internet seem to want, Right, which right. is I wanted you to make what I wanted. And I go, that seems to be the most boring. I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I want you to surprise me. I like, I don't want to know what it is you're doing. If I go and I get exactly the story that I wrote in my head, that seems like really I boring. don't understand yeah. this compulsive need to have an opinion on what other people made. Like you can, you can like or not like something, but to then go, that's not what it should have been. Right. It's an yeah, insane yeah. thought. To yeah, me. to take ownership of something. Yeah. What do you mean it's not should have been? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's completely fair to feel like a thing failed at what it was trying to do. And maybe you can express sure. that on a number of levels, sure. whether it's execution, maybe it's, you know, we've had, gosh, Kim and I have been on a kick lately of watching some older films and TV shows and like, you know, the blatant... <laughs> sexism and racism is mm. on display in full. And so I think you can watch it and go, Ooh, I uh, uh, no, mm. that's, that's different to me than being like, it's bad because it's not what I wanted. Right. It's and, different than like, Oh, he should have killed him at the end. Like you don't yeah. get to, you don't have an input in that. That's not something that's breaking a moral code that we've um, all aligned with now. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah to criticize something artistically and then to criticize it for not having your vision. Something else that has been bothering me recently is the notion, and I guess it's always been this way, but I've noticed it repeatedly on Twitter recently where somebody will proclaim their disappointment in something they're a fan of because it's not the old thing. Oh and I know that this mm -hmm. has always been a problem, but right. it really rocks my world when somebody who's like, I love this creator or this group of people but I wish they would just do the old thing that I liked. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, to me, it's like the least interesting thing is like if I, I love green day, I don't want to hear green day write the same songs they wrote when they were 20 throwing mud around at Woodstock because that was them when they were 20. Now they're like dads and they're mm -hmm. late forties. Like I would hope they have a different, that's why you record the album and then you get the album and then you can play that whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Green Day, as human beings, are yeah. going to evolve. Right. I want to see artists. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> whether no. maybe I don't maybe I don't they respond to vinyl. it as well. Yeah. But I want to see what they what somebody has to offer now. I I don't want I people change, and it's weird to want your favorite creators it's to just cool make the thing same thing for somebody to throw in a throwback once in a while. Mm -hmm. as like a thank you to the people that supported them since then. Like if Green Day right. comes out and during a concert then does like two of their greatest hits that people have loved for years that they haven't heard in a while, like that is a way for them to show their appreciation. I think a fan demanding <laughs> that they yeah. only play those songs is is weird. It's wild. I do think like to merge the the idea of like films needing to hit certain things for us to because like back to the weasel thing mm -hmm. because there was that my brain went okay I know what this is so now I'm on board I don't think it's like a requirement for a film to give me that or anything but 
I do think it shows how smart they are mm-hmm. to kind of give yeah. the audience a yeah. little little bit of a heads up. You're yeah. in for maybe something a little kooky. Um, just so that you stay along for the ride and you don't stand up and leave because you're confused. Yeah. I do disagree when, like, again, anybody can do what they want. But it is weird when people are like, I choose not to watch any trailers or whatever because I think sometimes, yes, studios can interfere. But I know for creators on a small level often the lead up to a thing is a chance and a tool to set people's expectations. Yeah, exactly. It's an important part of the process because you start to give people a hint of what it could be. Otherwise the thing would come out and they'd be like, what? So when people say they like, they ignore all media, whatever, I'm like, that's fine. But sometimes there is artistic decisions happening being like, well, this will reveal this kind of tone and this will reveal this sort of energy. And yeah. And then the payoff will ultimately happen when you finally engage with the actual thing. Yeah. That's just a well thought out marketing yeah. program. Like yeah. that's, that's what it should be. Yeah. You like know? the yeah. matrix trailer yeah. last yeah. week. Like I really feel like yeah. it sets the tone. It gets me wondering, but I don't, I still don't know, don't anything, know anything about, about it. it. Oh, but, I know nothing. Yeah. But, but, it, then but it, it opens up a vacuum where people go, they start to speculate. They might be, they might be, they might be disappointed. That's why you also then like, yeah. can't release the trailer too early because yeah. you yeah, have exactly. too much time to speculate and you got to give them just yeah. enough time to think yeah. about it and then yeah. drop it and then them to be surprised because it wasn't exactly what they thought, but it was cooler than what they, it's, it's such an insane thing. And, and we forget that sometimes these marketing companies haven't seen the final cut of the movie. That's yeah. so true. And they literally they just have dailies and stuff. I, they literally get yeah. all the footage. Well, they color correct. Yeah. They do the sound design. We forget that you can yeah. change a shot. And until you can change a shot, yeah. A few days before the release. Yeah, which people like, will be like, where was that scene where Wolverine jumped at the thing? And you're like, wasn't in the movie movie. <laughs> it was just part of the footage <laughs> yeah. they got. Yeah. It was so in there on Wednesday, but now it's Saturday and it's gone and it's it gone. just came out. I think yeah. there's a worthy exercise in going, how would I have done something different? Right, right, right. But that's, that you can't levy that as a critique against somebody because it wasn't your thing. But it is fun to think about how maybe you would have fixed a problem you had. I think yeah, it's a worthwhile That's how filmmakers evolve. They, they yeah. love things that they've seen in the past and they say, but I would have done this and then they do that in their right. films and then we evolve and we evolve and we evolve. It's, yeah. it's the... Yeah. It's the people sitting down not doing anything about it who don't necessarily have to join that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel really is lucky. Nice, is that a nice way to say that? Yeah. yeah. That's that's a nice way to say that's that. good. I feel really lucky that I've been a part of projects like <laughs> groups of people that have continuously, I think, pushed the envelope. Like we're part of a project, a group, um, this group called Starkid, right? And like they got really successful and popular for doing a a Harry Potter thing. And I think it's like, it would be really easy for them to keep doing that. And I really admire the creators for saying we did that. Now we're going to do some weird, dark Stephen King meets twin peaks lore thing. I like, I admire when creators are willing to go, I may lose some, some audience, but like, this is the story I want to tell that as an actor, as a creator, I go, I want to be part of those yeah. stories. And you I know? really respect that too. Cause it, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have any suggestions. Uh, <laughs> we have, but right. we have a bowl. We, we have do a have bowl. the bowl. But we do have a bowl. Who would like to Let's pick who would one. like to go first? We'll start with you, Rashid. So we've covered the first topic, which is malignant. We'll have to follow back up on that next week if you choose we to all see need it. To or watch not. it. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna no, like it. I've heard it about it. That one. Right. You just Uh-oh. fingered it out this of there. Is the one I put down last week. Uh oh. Here we go. Oh no. The negatives of high emotional intelligence. Yeah. So since, Interesting. I, since I was the one who put it in there, I'll uh, I'll prime us with so, what so, that means. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay. So we all know what like emotional intelligence is. What that means, which is basically like you're able to communicate with people, you're able to self-regulate your own emotions, 
uh, in a lot of ways, it's a very, very desirable thing to have on top of like regular intelligence. But I saw this blog article that kind of said, well, what are the negatives of it? Because if you're highly empathetic with people, like sometimes you might put their needs ahead of yours. Mm. Um, if you're highly sensitive to people's emotions, sometimes they can affect you in ways that are detrimental. Uh, and, you know, I was like, there, I was like that the, the article felt like it was just sort of getting at the iceberg, the top of the iceberg of what the negatives are. Because I was like starting to think about it. I was like, you know, because it's that saying ignorance is bliss. Like we all know that in terms of normal intelligence, I think it's kind of also true in terms of emotional intelligence. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I wish I actually didn't have that sensory or that, that ability to connect with the person on that level and, and not to become a full sociopath, but it, it really is like, what is that balance? And, and should we, you know, what does that mean in terms of society? That's so interesting. I know it may not be similar, but maybe, but have the idea of, um, I listened to an episode of Adam Conover's, um, What's his What's his podcast? What's the one we listen to? I, I, uh, Adam I, I ruins everything. To, yeah, no, he has a podcast, but yeah, that's a different title. <laughs> oh, no. Factually. Factually, actually, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he was ha- he was this whole episode where he was talking about people who famous like doctors and scientists who actually in their later years go on to make really horrible, really bad decisions, and that the confirmation of genius. <laughs> sometimes is really damaging because then those people stop using checks and balances and can, right, there's right. like a long history of like Nobel peace prize winners or not what peace prize, uh, what's the science one? Uh, you just Nobel prize. Nobel prize yeah, yeah, yeah. of like people yeah. who go on to have like crackpot insane Ideas. conspiracy theories right, because right. the confirmation of you're the smartest person in the world leads them to stop utilizing the scientific process and being like, well, I know, I know better than everyone. Right. I don't know if that's at all related, but this idea of like having such a high intellect that you almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it is. You're not challenging yourself. Yeah. And essentially this is also or your why, own biases, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is why ultimately like collaboration and community are like the most primary things as humans we have, because like an individual really can never at any point have all the answers. Right. Like, doesn't matter. I mean, you can have somebody who has a lot of power, a lot of influence, a lot of money, um, and those do all contribute to the success of something. But in terms of individual intellect, uh, which is ironic with the Nobel Prize thing, um, because most scientists kind of go like, yeah, we award this to one person. But, you know, whenever we're awarding it to like a physicist or, you know, like a nuclear scientist, like we're really recognizing that they were the face of that work. We built on the the work we, of. We understand, yeah. So many other people put contributed to this one thing that they were just kind of either the first person to lead us down that path or give us that little final bit of information, just something that like made them the noteworthy name on that project. But like, yeah, it exactly is the same thing. Where, um, you know, especially in society where we're trying to figure out socially what to do after this pandemic, um, I think emotional intelligence is still the key, but then it's kind of the same thing where you're like, you don't want to build somebody up too much and say like, you should only be emotionally intelligent because it's like, we need these other balances to uh, really live uh, and lead a a full life. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've gotten into the Enneagram. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And in the Enneagram there's, it's so great. It like helps if you don't know, it helps you kind of like type your personality 
Um, and then there are specific ones that are specifically very empathetic and sympathetic. Right. And I do personally know some people like this. And being an actor myself, I tend to be on this side of the spectrum a little bit. Um, because you kind of train yourself to be sympathetic for your character and for people so that it's your whole you job. Can fully, <laughs> right. You can fully yeah, like yeah. sympathize with who you who you're playing, even if it's a serial killer or something you personally wouldn't ever right. want to do. Um, so I just I have lots of thoughts on this because basically when I'm in a high empathetic space, I almost can't function in any mm. other way. I'm just, I'm just stuck in the, the feeling of what's going on. Um, and that can be kind of dangerous. Like, in fact, I think a lot of times I hear people say who are very empathic, like, I can't watch this kind of movie mm -hmm. because it will make me sad all night. Or I can't, um, I could, couldn't volunteer for this shelter, yeah, this yeah. homeless shelter, because I literally let, would cry as soon as mm -hmm. I, like, handed them some food or something just because I would feel so badly for them. Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not th that person was crying, you feel so badly like, for right. their situation. They're like, lady, just give me the food. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I do think, and, and this is like a very extreme version of that, um, but I do think that emotional intelligence is important. Mm -hmm. I think it's what makes us human. I mm -hmm. think it's what makes us special. In fact, Meryl Streep gives a beautiful speech. I think... At Yale, because that's where she graduated from. She oh, gives like typical this, Meryl Streep. Yeah, she <laughs> I didn't know that, but of course like, she graduated of course from she Yale. Did. Yes, I think it's Yale. Um, yeah, correct. With Sigourney Weaver, right? Then they go to. Uh, yes, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah, so. Yeah. And she's giving this great speech to some students who are graduating. She comes back as an alumnus, and she talks about this completely unimportant. Uh, well, we've talked about this. You could debate whether it's unimportant, but mm. just emotions are kind of right. an unimportant thing to have evolve. Like why didn't we evolve that out? We don't really need it. We don't really need emotions for other people, right. sympathy for other people. In fact, that might prevent you from getting what you want. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what makes us special and gives like yeah. humanity things. Yeah. And so there's so a beauty I, to that. I think, I actually think that that's, that's the thing that's helped us survive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, socially, there, there's definitely, uh, yeah. And just physically and just for, for survival, like one human right. is no good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. In the savannas, no, I would the argue plains, it's like essential one, yeah, yeah. one human evolving. is yeah, yeah. a terrible thing to have. Yeah, we wouldn't want it. <laughs> no, 10 humans working together is kind of like the only way to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Well, and that's why, like, I think you can't discount leaders who are empathetic and right. who who do lead in that way. But at the same time, you're saying there has to be like a check and balances where you could get stuck, right? Only in a certain feeling instead yeah. of acting. So you, you do need something else to move you forward. I almost. I will say I think part of the bigger problem is the how do how do I phrase this. Our our tribe has gotten too big. Mm, that's actually yeah, that's a good point. Um, because it's like we're we're worried about the news is global, so yes. sometimes we'll be worrying so about a problem like in a country where you, we have no ability you to do anything. Physically worrying yes. about yeah. the floods in Indonesia, right, is not helping your survival right. or your group's survival, right. And I think there's all of this extra input that isn't necessary that we yeah. are built to input. Is is too much for the system that has evolved over a million years and all this 
right. change yeah. that we've, I mean, the idea that you are aware of everything everywhere at all times is a concept that is yeah. what, 30 yep. years old, 20 years old, maybe. Another. And it's also like, I've noticed when I'm on the internet, doom scrolling, <laughs> it's often <laughs> new activity. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll look yeah. at a, a, you know, some horrifying statistic of this, eh, you know, 3000 people died this week from COVID right. or whatever. And my brain kind of glosses over it. And there'll be one story about a singular person, you know, lost their home because of whatever. And, and, and that like moves me. Mm. And then I kind of go, why am I like more emotionally moved? And I think it's because our brains are emotional capacity. We're yeah. really not programmed to deal with these large what, what numbers. What does that mean? What do you mean <laughs> 3,000 yeah. people? What I, yeah. Politicians are very good at this. If you notice any politician speech, doesn't matter what side of the divide they are. If it's like the job numbers, they'll be like, I just talked to a worker in Pennsylvania. And that yep. worker, you know, was putting food on the table and then such Jim's and such Jim happened. Jim, and yeah. yeah, Jim. And Jim's a hero. because And like they're so good because they know we all cannot process weird Abstract numbers and data. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other things that we don't need to worry about, they just kind of throw away. 90,000 without power in Texas today, and tomorrow a sale, and you're like, wait, yeah, what, what was that like? 90,000 <laughs> yeah. what? 90, How many is that? Yeah. What is that? That's what why that I kind of think even with COVID, it's like a disconnect on a, on a national scale because yeah. people shout it on Twitter, and it's it's maybe should be shouted. It's like a horrifying thing that should be known, but I, I go, but it doesn't affect anybody emotionally. Right. Individual stories of people do um yeah which actually, maybe is our job as storytellers is like that's that's kind of the point is it humanizes something that these unquantifiable things yeah so i was gonna say i think the a big turn in the covid was one particular story about a whole family that caught it at an event and then three family members died i, I remember that was like very early on and that was like uh the moment i think i saw other people starting to kind of worry about covid as well because like that put it into such a small number of the actual risk you're taking on when you go out into public events. You're right. Like, yeah. When you're like, don't go to a concert, you might catch it because there's this da 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 chance you might get it. Like, that yep. doesn't connect with anybody. But then they're like, this family got together for Thanksgiving. Three of them ended up with it. I remember then, that. Yeah. 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 That yeah. being said, we are in the worst position we have been in, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, this exactly. pandemic. So all of that <laughs> knowledge. But, but that's, back out the that's door. kind of my point, though, yeah. is that like we are at the highest numbers we've ever been. And it feels, but people, like but it weirdly in, in a weird way. For it a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it almost feels like I, I, this is not true. So I don't want to be right, right, false right. information, but it kind of feels like the pandemic was last year. Like, yeah, emotionally, yeah, yeah. you go, boy, 2020 was bad. And you go, there's more people dying right now. That's, that's yeah. a bit, I think a big part of that is just like a, emotional exhaustion. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're, you're, you as a human are not built to live We've that way. We've used right. all of our emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. You've gotten to the yep. point where your 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 brain is like, if this is the way we're going to live, then just I need to live. live my life. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. help that you know months ago they were like, all right, everyone, we're all good again. Yeah, that was that was the real break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was going back after that. No, it makes me like think about listening to stories of like say like Holocaust survivors, you know, and hearing how they, the horrors they witnessed and you're sitting there like listening going, how could you function? And it's like, well, they just, they did like, they got right. up every day and they did what they had to do. And then I'm sure they're on, they spent the rest of their lives trying to unpack that trauma. But yeah, it's like the human brain is this fascinating thing where it can be so uh, vulnerable to, to trauma, but then also can adapt, adapt yeah. and adapt. just move on yeah, very yeah. quickly. Right. <laughs> 
millions of years of evolution. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like surviving. you must do this. It's like yeah. your brain takes over and it's like, you must do this <laughs> or goes, you will die. Yeah. 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 It goes, nobody cares about your feelings. Let's go. Like that's yeah. what your brain says, right. you know? That's that weird disconnect between like your ego and your brain. Like you are your brain. That what is, do you mean? Like yeah. my brain told me, you told you, you, <laughs> you are. Yeah. 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 It's, it's trying to live and survive and you're yeah. kind of just going with it on this journey of awareness. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to do what it needs to do to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. I didn't toss it into the bowl because it was only for this week uh, that I read it, but it's on the same plane of like I was telling Kurt, I was reading an article about uh, the new theory of where they think consciousness developed is exactly in those mechanisms mm -hmm. because your brain had to function with so many competing sensory inputs and so many like, is you're building a memory? I now remember tigers. Tigers are a problem. I got to get away from tigers all day. <laughs> like, like, I got chased yeah, by this. Tigers are striped. This thing yeah, grass striped, is striped and I can't striped. see tigers yeah, can't in see the tiger. grass. So exactly. I don't go out in the grass, yeah, yeah. especially at night. And, yeah. And, and so you get like a lot of, you get this regulator that evolves in your head mm -hmm. of like, I need to put away something so I can function in my day to day thing. But that regular creates a space between the impulses. Right. And that space is enough to kind of give you like this. We all talk about like the voices in our head, like, mm -hmm. the, you know, like devil and angel on our shoulders. Like it literally comes from this, at least they're theorizing this notion that like this thing that's preventing you from feeling all the things that you're feeling all the time is actually what creates the illusion of the perception that there is something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's built into your prefrontal cortex. It's our, it's our, right magic weapon as human beings is a thing that that uh keeps track of our sense and our time right it's like when uh we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago but like when an artist goes into um, the flow or? yeah the flow yeah, or yeah. whatever that like yeah, yeah. free flow you might have like a rapper be like i don't know where that came from that came from somewhere else like that's just like that is that is what happens when you get into that mode they found right. is your prefrontal cortex starts to shut off so you lose your sense of self and time right. because yeah. that part of your brain isn't functioning as highly as in it, as it usually does because the rest of your brain is working. Um, yeah. That, that like, probably is why I feel like that's why, like, I don't know. I know it's easy to diagnose things in very binary ways, but I look at all the, the, the data and everything on social media and I go, no wonder we're it makes you so anxious because like yeah, you're constantly yeah. triggering that part of your brain to be aware of things. And it probably makes it really hard to, to get to the other stuff because get your brain is, get your brain's flow. always firing, right. you know? Yeah, That's yeah. not how we were built. No. Like when me, me, all right. So you had a flat tire today. I did. Right? I did have a flat tire that, today. That was, um, I'm sure very fun for you. Was delight. Um, Although AAA made it very easy. So okay. it's great. Shout out to so I was, I was parked downstairs for an amount of time and, right under a sign that says neighborhood watch, right? Yeah. And then oh. Somebody else came and like parked like 30 feet behind me with their blinker on and just like sat there for 20 minutes. And with I the blinker was just so going. paranoid yeah, yeah. that I was like, all right, I'm getting reported. So when the cops show up, I'm going to have to tell them that my friend isn't here yet because, yeah. he had had, but I have the text to show for proof just in case. Oh and it was like this, this, this Even though you're in, a, you're in a nice car. You thought that was a, a nice neighborhood. neighborhood. Like, <laughs> and like people don't see me. I'll in defend the car. myself in court. You've you know already. I mean? yeah, exactly. yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. your yeah. honor, I cannot believe yeah, yeah, yeah. the discrimination I've been facing. And then you Mike showed up. Right. Yeah. And then Mike showed up and I grabbed my laptop and started walking up we were like it's such a nice day <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, completely forgot those feelings all of a sudden the, the the job of like walking from the car up this hill in the nice weather and the air and the birds and the other person yeah. next to me and like 
all of it gone. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's what, that's the way you're supposed to live. You're yeah. supposed to go from right. task to task, making it through your day, surviving this. Like what if is yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's where the irrational fears. It's like, a, I saw a meme of, uh, it's literally like me every time I go through airport security, Oh no, did I accidentally pack a gun? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is so true because I definitely felt that. And then that contrast with like the fact that I, you know, only recently learned that planes land themselves most of the time. Most, yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, most Just of like, time. oh, I never was some, aware of yeah. how planes work. And yet that's my fear going through the day of flying is the security part where somebody else I, is going to judge me or, you know. Yeah, I, I always, uh, I always uh, get convinced that like, I've like broken some horrible rule yeah, like TSA and that like, yeah, that like they're going to stop me and frisk me. And I, I have no idea why you're I just but, always this rabbit hole too. It doesn't stop yeah. at the f- stop and frisk. It's like, and then, and then because of that, they're going to break into my house and they're going to take my computers and then they're going to search all of my life <laughs> yeah, and yeah. find out 1986. Yeah. yeah. What I like. Well, it's so funny because like when I was 16 and checking in, uh, uh, to a flight, the, uh, the person at the, the check-in desk literally was like, oh, your name's on a no-fly list, by the way. Oh. And and not like in a jocular, like, I'm going to mess with this kid. They're like, oh, but I mean, clearly you're not an adult. Too young. So yeah. you're not probably that person. You probably just share the name with somebody else, Michael Tobias, who for some reason right now is on a no-fly list. Interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. And, and, and nothing happened. And I was like, is that, the, is that the extreme of what would happen if you just found yourself on a no-fly right. list? Um, just like I was saying about like Edward Snowden the other day, like, you know, makes a very big deal about the amount of government surveillance that there is. And then, uh, sneaks out <laughs> the country, <laughs> like sneaks his way to Russia, which right. I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory that explains that. But like, you know, it's a, it's a thing we're, we're, we're constantly worried about like these forces. Right. And then really just unaware of what the real situation is. I, I get weirdly paranoid whenever Kim, you can attest to this, that I'm always convinced that I've left the stove on Oh yeah, uh, didn't lock the front door. Didn't right. lock the front door, yeah. and I've like gone back two and three times. Yeah, and been or like, didn't "What put... is wrong with me? Like, I know I did older. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't put the car in. Like, you didn't fully put it in park. Park, yeah. yeah. Oh, Haley man. says in the chat, anxiety is just spare. Run from tiger juice. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Residual, just yep. that <laughs> is such yeah. a good way to say that. <laughs> spare, run from tiger juice. Yeah. <laughs> But I think what you said, Rashid, is like our tribe is now too large Yeah, is the best way to say that. Because yeah. you can keep in yeah, touch yeah. with like 12 to yeah. 20 yeah. people. Our group used to be much smaller. And yeah. it's like, yeah. here's 6 billion people and well, here's all their problems. We don't get to celebrate any of the wins anymore because there's yeah, so many losses. So many like, horrible things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Small town and then Jimmy got a scholarship and we won the baseball game. And like all of that has fallen by the wayside. There is no more good news. Like I mean, it's if also you're not making not, it yourself. It's not what sells either. I mean, we know yeah. this, you know, yep. it's, yep. it's, it's not gonna, it's, even if you look at the way like headlines are framed, it'll take the most negative take on it. And I, it's like, I get it. You just trying to get people in a sea of, I, I think about this all the time, like people who do YouTubers and they're always trying to come up with these. I follow some YouTubers who are very rational, mm-hmm. grounded people, but they'll admit in their videos, they're like, oh, yeah, I go for the most sensationalist titles. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, like I yeah. follow some like finance YouTubers, you know, and it'll be like index funds going away. And they'll be like, <gasps> and they'll be like, so the government might tax the top 1% of index funds starting in 2034. Right, and you're yeah, like, right. well, if you said that, nobody, bait nobody is care. a real thing that yeah. people are utilizing. Yep. And it sucks. But and you understand why. But it, yeah, yeah, but it's built into the system now. So. Right. 
So when you click on it, you yeah. know now that right. isn't going to be what it is. Yeah. You're like, what's the, okay? This but you is, still do right. It's but a still psychological it. trick we're aware of. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we still fall for it every time. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, I think oh, that's that yeah. yeah, that's chunky, a good round. Round round three. Topic. All right. Here we are. Moving on. What is our like next something, topic? Something lighter. Aliens. Um. <laughs> oh, that's that already, was, that one's already yeah. done. That one's already okay. done. Okay. I think there. Yeah. A few. A few snuck in there from last week. Oh, we. Pulled this in out last time, but yes. didn't touch on it. Like this it. one's mine. You hold it. You get it closer to the mic. Sorry. A- aliens? Question? <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Are, yeah. are there aliens? <laughs> is this Ridley Scott's or is this um, uh, yeah, just basically, aliens Cameron? Basically, I just want to know everyone's thoughts on do you think there's life elsewhere? Yes. Yes. Do you think there's life <laughs> here that's not here? No. From. <laughs> No. Oh, oh, oh from other, yeah, yeah. Other yeah. planets? Yes. Um, and do you like alien movies? The end. Yes. I love, like, my jam is sci Anything where, like, an alien breaks out in a spaceship and kills everybody, I love it. Mm-hmm. I just watched a movie called Sputnik. It's a Russian movie. It's horrifying. It's <laughs> I love it. I like that movie Life. Right. With with uh, Ryan Reynolds that right. got slammed for being an alien ripoff. And I was like, it is. It and is, I still like it's it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that, like, I would bet every dollar I have that there is life out there. I just, I think the prob- the odds are ridiculously against us for there not being. Can I comment on your love for sure. alien films? <laughs> for Ryan Reynolds. My theory. <laughs> for Ryan Reynolds. He's so charming. <laughs> my theory is, since you love horror, it's the ultimate horror film because you're yeah. you're isolated in a place you cannot escape. Yeah, there yeah. is no escape. It's the per- yeah. It's like the stakes go. The stakes are already high. So the second one thing goes yeah. wrong, you're yeah. like death is imminent. N- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because most horror movies, it's like, well, just freaking leave the house yeah. or call the police. There's- but you are in a location where you, there is no escape. So yeah, yeah I think you're right. It, yeah. like, it's, it just, it gets me to that place of, oh, what would I do? This is an impossible, yeah. no good no good choice situation. So yeah, I think you're right. The movie Alien has the best tagline, which is, no one in space can hear you. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it is yes. the yeah. best yeah. tagline of all time. Yeah. What do you think? Aliens? Yes. Yeah. So, but here, but here's right here the thing. Yeah. Or where? Uh, uh, where are they and why do you think so they are? I, okay. So, <laughs> all right. No comment. That's no what comment. we're here for. We're here for it. Okay. Classified. All right. So, I hope you guys have a week to, to tune in with us. Yeah, all we're right. Gonna go. We're going to go into the. I, so, mathematically, right? That if, if, if all possibilities are possible, which they, they are. are, right? then the chance of any of the possibilities happening is zero. Mm-hmm. Because if you split the possibility of an infinite amount of things happening, then none of them are likely to happen. Right. right so right. we're not likely to be here. Aliens aren't likely to live somewhere. And, and this that's, planet is that's, not where, that's where I am. I, I, I don't know how we're here. I don't know how everything else is here. <laughs> the first, the first problem. It's so right. It's just. It's so much beyond. Like, do you think there are aliens? Like, what is what does that mean? Like, is there alien life somewhere else? Like bacterial life, or like right? Like, life? or is there another planet? Is there? With are we classifying like only carbon-based life as right. life? Right. Are there other like? What it, are the question of itself is is so 
yeah. uh, confined to our understanding of what yes. reality yeah. is. Yeah, because yes. I, I think okay. Stephen Hawking even said like we we still haven't concluded that there is no life in the sun. <laughs> yeah, like we're at that there, point. <laughs> there could be life that um, exists within that singularity. Was it combustion engine that is our sun? I think I think it was Stephen Hawking. I can't remember if it was Sagan or Hawking. Yeah, yeah. And people are going to be so mad at me now. Yep. Um, I think it was Hawking that said the scariest thing is that it's like there, there's either... That might have been Sagan. Yeah. There either is a 100% chance possibility that there are aliens out there. Right. Or there is 0% chance of possibility that which, there are aliens out there. Which one's scary? But like, I think there, there isn't like... You're not going to be like, well, there's 10 aliens out there. It's, it's nothing or it's littered with it. Yeah. To me, yeah. the fact that we're here makes me think we're a hundred percent. There's a hundred percent chance that there yeah, is something. Yeah. yeah I well, mean, I totally the, believe because of the miraculous small, fact that we're here. It's right. Such right. Such a small percentage for carbon based life. Like us exactly. Exists somewhere yeah, yeah, else. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's kind of the main, the main rub, especially if you're getting into, are we going to ever be visited by aliens? Yeah. Because like you would then have the aliens have to be carbon based. Uh, or intelligent. To, or or intelligent. And, yeah. and that intelligence would then have to be, uh, colonial, like so that they yeah. would want to and go. They would visit have places. had to have been in a region where they yeah. could have reached our signals. Which, yeah. if you look at well, how far it, our signals have gotten, it's right. like it's nothing. It's to me right. the, the metaphor I like to say it's like going out in your backyard and calling out, and when you don't hear anybody from China answer, you conclude that nobody lives in China. That there, right. no, no, yeah, that yeah, there exactly. is no China. But there is no there China. Is no China. China. There's no right. China there. Nothing happened. Yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. I went outside <laughs> yeah. and I said hello, and I didn't hear anything. I think, yeah. like, that's the, yep. that's the metaphor. The, uh, yep. the equal metaphor was like, if you're flying over the continental United States in an airliner at like 30,000 feet, it'd be like looking down and trying to find a quarter. A quarter is, this, is the scope Same. of how far our signals have gotten. Like, right. In the continental United States. Yeah. I yeah. always think like <laughs> that idea too, like there is life. It could be a thing where the the scale of what life is would be like, well, we don't interact with dust mites. <laughs> we go about our, you know, like we could, we could be so small. We know we are. We, we know we're this yeah. small. Yeah. We, we may not be able to contemplate what, the idea of a larger, larger organism means or is because we just don't even see. Well, your cells can't do that either. Your, yeah. your individual right. one heart cell doesn't does yeah. has no idea what's happening and yeah. and doesn't need to. Doesn't need and to and never will. Yeah, yeah. And if you think of like us like that in the grander scale of the cosmos, if we happen to just have to be here, and here we are, and this is what we do. Then like that just is what it is. And yeah. we're lucky to yeah. be here. Some comments say, um, Haley says dolphins are aliens. If Douglas Adams is to be believed. Uh, <laughs> see, so here's the thing. The ocean, uh, is still full of crazy stuff that I think we barely, yeah, we haven't even no yeah. concept. Okay. I, I, yeah. bioluminescence. That's insane. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think has the best argument for this, which is if you're talking about life forms on the planet earth, Right. Nothing is alien because we're all made of the same stuff. Right. 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 The, yep. There is no, none of us have special compounds in us that right. aren't found anywhere near us. Yeah. Right. We're, we're made of the same percentage of the same stuff that the rest of the universe is made of in right. those percentages. So it, we just, instead we, instead of things being foreign, 
things need to be more familiar. Right. Like yeah, exactly. the, the difference between us and dolphins is not as great as people think. Right. As opposed to it being this crazy thing. Also too, with the idea that like, we know the universe is rapidly expanding. I, it's just hard. To, like, I don't think we're ever going to know because things that might be similar to us are probably moving away at a rate that they'll never be like, we could never, we're all, we're all, everything is moving away from each other. Right. So it's like, unless it's a hologram. Unless it's a hologram. <laughs> yep. And so, it's just a perception. But, it's every, a but everything yep. has an end or a cycle. Or does it? What it, if the universe is, is infinite? What if... Or multiverse? What if it's infinite to us? Right. Because of the relative time scale. Like, we, sure. we can't yeah, yeah. judge... And, and that goes back yeah. to that Brian Greene thing. Uh, that what if time is, is actually a, just a... Of a symptom our of our reality. reality. Like yeah, time, yeah. we think yeah. time is this. No, but it is. Time yeah. is just a thing that occurs after reality exists, but there might be things before time and outside of time and around yeah. time. Time is only time is only the measurement from event to event. Yeah. In, which, in the history of the universe. That's which all. is also built on entropy. And there's been a lot of talk recently that maybe even our understanding of thermodynamics is not complete enough to really say like so it's, so you know we have an era of time because we say like things are ordered at the moment and if you give it enough time they disorder mm -hmm. like something decays the universe moves further and further apart from each other you know suns die these events happen like Rashid's saying um but recently they're saying like well we only think that because we have no way to really truly measure these more complex things like once something gets to a certain amount of chaos it gets really hard for us to really understand what it is because right. it's out of, out of the realm of mathematics all of a sudden. Right. You can't yeah. get all the pinpoints and all the dots. You know? well, what's, like, it's crazy is like people think people think like the origin of everything happened from chaos, but yeah, mathematically yeah. it doesn't. Mathematically no. it only happens, it, it's born out of calm. Yeah. It's a spot of of equal energy. Right. Of, of no deviation that creates so, the infinite expansion. Yeah. Right. That, that, that first in E equals MC squared gives you <laughs> yeah. um, uh, negative gravity. Right. And our whole perception Repulsive of gravity. science, yes, we can observe a lot about the universe, but we are so limited yeah. to yep. what to our little planet. And so you go, there. There. So we can't. We can't observe a lot about our universe. <laughs> right. Like there's, <laughs> Is the correct there statement. There might, yeah. you know, and as you, as you get into quantum mechanics and stuff, you go, none of this makes any sense. And it throws all these rules that seemingly exist in our reality out the window. Yeah. Right. But we know... These rules are in fact now being defied. So you go, there could be whole other dimensions and layers of science that we just don't even know how to be begin. It would be naive to me to go, everything we know about science up to 2021, that's it. And the world is, it's like, we, right, we, right. we probably know the smallest fraction of what, and, and also science is weird too. Cause to me, I think sometimes people talk about science, like it's this force immutable thing science yeah. is just us trying to measure what already exists science is a process yeah it's, it's literally not, the process yeah it's, it's <laughs> not the a measurement just, it's just yeah. human beings trying yeah, yeah. to grapple with yeah. forces that already are in play and us trying to assign some kind of pattern to it and that's a crazy thought it's like yeah scientists are archaeologists of yeah everything of the forces yeah. of the universe <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah it's just yeah, yeah oh, exactly. i saw that thing happen why did that thing happen? I think because of this. And here's how I'll try to 
prove to you that this is why that happened. Right. Like yeah. that, that is science. Yeah. That's it. It's like there's been a lot of unidentified thing. objects recently. Uh, the, I think the government's finally admitting to, uh, doesn't mean they're aliens, but no. it doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> because yeah. Hey, it, against Kurt's argument that things are always moving away, it's, well, if that's true, if time, uh, like in time is relative, theoretically to our existence, like to our understanding, it is what it is. Like if the if the rule is that time only exists in our reality, mm-hmm. in another reality. It may exist in a different way, in which case they right. could move faster or slower. Well, true, but or, like or they could be closer. But the universe is moving apart from each other, like yeah. at all times. Like everything is expanding. That we can visibly see, yes. Yeah, we can visibly see. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's go let's go back to the bowl. But so, I think that to conclude this, we are a pro alien podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think go it's out there. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a few thoughts from some some folks here. Laurel says, oh, I think having nothing is scarier. It would make me mm. go down a spiral of why are we the only ones here? I oh. agree. Um, Haley says, there's also the extinction factor that ties into that. By the time a message reaches us, who's to say that we'll be here to receive it? Agreed. Which is very true. Yeah. Um, you, could, you, could, you, know, you could miss by a few million years, which is milliseconds in, in yeah. terms of the universe's time but to us it's that really bothered me that statement you just said <laughs> <laughs> that I don't I don't like processing that at all yeah like barely missing <laughs> barely I'm so, I'm so sorry if this is like upsetting to people because some people don't like to think oh about the goodness. deep cosmos barely the missing Sunday yeah. brew <laughs> oh no we're um, all just kind of brewing in the <laughs> dark ether of the universe <laughs> and then last thought was point. it's the biggest mind-blowing experience leaving high school and realize science science really is still so up in the air um, it's not so concrete and found out as school led us to well, believe. you know, just to address that point, because it's not that it's like up in the air. It's just it has speed limits to it. Right, right. You know, it's like um, one of my favorite uh, physicists, uh, Richard Feynman, always started a lecture with like, you know, if you're here to know the why, I can't tell you the why. Why does light do this? You know, why do particles reflect? You know, why do particles behave this way? No one can tell you the why. I can tell you the how because over the course of, you know, 100 years in modern physics, we've gotten really good at predicting uh, in experiments what will happen. And that predictability does prove that, you know, in, in science class, that really is what they were trying to teach us. Like, you know, how do you come up with a hypothesis? How do you then uh, build a theory out of that? And that theory will, you know, be the guide map to get you to the result that you can expect. And when, right. you, when you see that, you know, it's like, you know, engineering your car running your computer working yeah. and that's all built on science knowing that things are predictable the, the mistake of schooling are, yeah. is not explaining that to anybody exactly. that you're teaching it to exactly right? when you sit down in math class and they're like today we're going to integrate and you're yeah. like why yeah. right. exactly. why i understand right. that you can teach me how but right. what is this good for right even like the idea of like quantum mechanics or string theory you realize like these are just theories that people are still working on yeah. as a way to go we don't we can't explain these functions, yeah. but this is like getting us yeah. somewhere right. down the road and it's we're the math is kind of working out. Maybe yeah, yeah. if we keep per, trying to perfect this and maybe there's something to it, but they, yeah. but they, there's, they, they can't say definitively, this is what it is. It's right. just a theory. That's yeah. like the biggest scientific mistake I think is calling dark, dark matter, dark matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. For energy, sure. Dark for energy. Sure. Cause we have no idea. It's, it's the dark just means we're in the dark. Probably not yeah. matter. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it something could else. just not even. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's just a placeholder yeah. word for 
there are there are things that are unaccounted for in yeah. this area, and we don't know what it is. Yeah, to me, that proves that there are that there are so many things we cannot see right. that have a great force. But that should be, in my yeah. opinion, that should be quite obvious to our population now. By now, like yes. if you if think you Germs. haven't figured out you can't that, see them. like you would think. Okay, but like, <laughs> <laughs> here's the way to think about it. Here's the way I think about it. Right, like yeah. s- snakes can see heat. Right, right. right? So they have access to sensors that we right. don't have. They can see a physically different yeah. world than we can see. Like we, we've just evolved to have the senses that we need to survive. Right. right. The idea that there's information out there that we don't have access to, it should be like, obviously. Right. right. Yeah. And this is why, since science is still up in the air... This episode is brought to you by COVID horse paste. <laughs> yeah, COVID yeah. horse paste. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is brought to you by yeah. science. Sci- solving, because we don't know. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think we've Should proved we aliens are real. Yeah, aliens are real. <laughs> Third topic. We'll keep that in the bucket, yes. though. <laughs> like, we'll come back to that one. This comes from, I don't know who this is from. Would you take a cruise again? Oh. Who's this from? That's mine. It's you. Yeah. That is mine. <gasps> what, what prompted Ooh. this question? Like, like, because are of you, are you, are you, are you oh, planning okay. a cruise? Okay. Are you planning a cruise? And you know, I am not, I'm not planning on taking a cruise. Um, but the, I like, I, I feel like the last year and a half have been an eye opening experience into something we haven't taken seriously for a very, very long time. Like maybe since the Spanish flu. Just like ep- epidemics in general and the, the bio- idea biology of, and- uh, you were always taught to Germs. you were always taught to wash <laughs> right. your hands and to be clean. But again, most of us were never <laughs> the why. Right. Why? Never yeah. the because you could kill hundreds of millions of people. Right. You could right. kill people in India and in Japan and because you didn't wash your hand and shook somebody's hand that you didn't know. Right. Like right. that. That. So the idea of being quarantined on a cruise. Right. With other people is Kim's is grandparents. Crazy. <laughs> Kim's parents me. were gonna go on a gonna go on a cruise oh this God. fall and decided not to because they were like, oh, oh. I don't want to get stranded. I, like I don't want to yeah. get stuck. Right? Yes, they had. Like my mom has always wanted to go to Hawaii, and this right. was gonna be her big trip to Hawaii. Oh. She was so excited, and they get really nervous. Like you know, just going to a place. So like cruises are nice for them because it's kind of planned out. It's safe. Yeah. yeah safe. I say in quotation. <laughs> until you're quarantined. Um, until you're quarantined. But yeah, <laughs> there was just so much going on that the cruise line actually just sent them a, a letter in the mail saying, sorry, we've canceled the cruise. Oh, they canceled the cruise. Wow. Oh, the cruise line canceled. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, my parents were also planning on Because last going. I heard wow. they would just, Oh yeah, my were parents gonna were go. not going to go, but then yeah, the cruise yeah. line themselves actually Interesting. Stopped the cruise. So that's interesting. Yeah, I guess things are just getting a little too scary. Right, it just no sounds like a terrible idea to yeah. like shove four thousand people I mean, I get onto the same ship into yeah. the ocean. Have you have you been on a cruise? Have I have not. I, have. I love I it. Have. It's I awesome. Not. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I was the opposite. I, I did not enjoy it particularly. Really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I felt like you know. Well, one we did a cruise in, through the Mediterranean in Italy, and it yeah, was. Yeah, um, I, I awesome. like the idea of it. Like you know the buffets. You know like. It's pretty much kind of like being at summer camp. Like everything's mm-hmm. planned out for you. Yeah. yeah. And there's activities the, the to do. All inclusive. The all inclusive. Go yes. see a show whenever you want to. But I just felt like, one, I'm actually probably also get a little seasick, but this is a oh, factor no. into my anti cruise. Uh, it's really like there's a, 
it's almost like being stuck in Vegas, like for a little bit longer <laughs> than you want to be in Vegas. That is <laughs> such a good comparison. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It is true. And it's like, that oh, this would have been fine if it was like a day or two. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. like being stuck directly on the strip <laughs> yeah, yeah. with only ocean around you. Can I, can <laughs> yeah. I, can I, can I, I give a defense of Sure, cruises? yeah, absolutely. Here's my defense of a, of a cruise. I've been on three now. And I would say oh, wow. two of them, yeah, one crazy. of them was great. It was in the, two from the Caribbean. I like that. I enjoyed them a lot. But where I really was like, oh, this is amazing. I like those two. Those were great because we were with family. And I think that was the uh, part I loved. It too. But mm-hmm. in Italy, it would have been very tricky to go to as many different countries and cities as uh, we went to. Okay. But the idea of like, hey, this morning we're docking in Florence. Yeah, see, that's different. That and is we get different. to get off and go explore Florence yeah, for the yeah. next 10 well, hours. you can't dock in Florence. We had to go inland. Gotcha, Sorry, gotcha. just to be clear. Yeah. But, but, but my, my point stands like Barcelona yes. today. Yeah, now yeah. we're in Naples. Yeah. Now we're in... That I it, get. That I get. It would sure. take an extreme amount of planning and, yeah, and right. resources right. to get what you yeah. got from there. And that, yes. and that, in my opinion, is different than being on the ship for seven days. Exactly. Right, right, right. Sea is I would not go fun. mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like, I like some at sea days because they're like, you've done a lot of sightseeing or whatever. And then you're like, so you're Oh, chill. cool. Today, yeah. like those are days like we would like go to the spa or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I think if you have a very active cruise, like we did, like, or at least you choose to be very active on your cruise. Like we wanted to see everything. Cause right. I don't know if we'll ever get to go back to Italy. I hope we do, but right. we were like, we're going to see all the ruins <laughs> that we wanted we're to go tour. Every cathedral, every like right, museum. Right. We saw so much stuff. I drug Kurt everywhere. Um, we were so tired. So by the time we did have cruise days, we were like, yeah, yeah. But it was amazing to, because uh, especially Norwegian has amazing food. Oh, I bet. So it was really podcast is sponsored by. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was really nice to be like, okay, we're going to spend the morning and the afternoon into late afternoon in the city and then not stress over like dinner, whatever. We just know it like six o'clock, we'll get back on the ship. So I, that function I really loved. But if I was on the ship for seven days, I would jump over. So let me ask you, if you had like, let's say I, for the same amount of money as the cruise, right? Could uh, put together a trip where you visited all the cities that you visited, Mm. ate all the food that you ate and traveled in comfort without the cruise ship would you prefer doing it without the cruise ship if getting mm. in and out of hotels wasn't a pain in the butt yes it's mm. it's easy you walk in and out because <laughs> that's what i that's yeah. what i love you, the luggage you, was not you, an issue you literally you walk in and people are carrying your luggage and they go good morning mr mega yeah that's interesting would you I, would you omit the cruise ship i think probably yeah i I think so. I think if, really if all my, if I could go back to the hotel and all my meals were taken care of every, and like, yeah, then like, yeah, your, your, so. your schedule, your itinerary, it's all planned out. Everything is exactly the way it was on the cruise ship. And now we have this thing and now we're in Florence and now we're here and yeah. dinner and, and here's comfortable bed to sleep and it's made and all that. Probably. Yeah. I think that's probably the crux of my question yeah. is right. Right. Does but I think that would, that offer. would be way more expensive yeah. because it they're so be. big. Yeah. They can afford like we had a really, you got an amazing deal. We had this beautiful suite on the Norwegian cruise and it was like this incredible room. So it was like, ah, oh, we just finished our day in Italy. Now we're going to go back to this like gorgeous, like yeah. ocean view suite. Oh, I guess that also factors into it. Like right, you, right. you maybe might not have had so much fun if your room didn't have a window in it. Right. Yeah. Yes. We had like a balcony and like. That's, yeah. I, we have been in windowless ones and I got to say that. 
It's hard. That's a little or depressing. Or just like a little porthole. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, okay. Can a porthole at the level of the ocean? Yeah, you're can right. I make, like, I'm, yeah, down, yeah. I'm down here. Can I make a, a, a point to this? Yes. I, all the respect in the world to performers who do it. I was about to ask you that. You could yeah. not pay me enough money yeah. to go on a cruise ship for 18 months. I know, I know two performers who did it. I can't and, imagine it. And I'm like, there's no shame in it, but I no. could not do that. Could you do that? Could you do it for a six month contract? If I was like single <laughs> and, <laughs> and like nineteen, yeah, I think it, yeah, it, they fun, do target a lot of young people gig. for it's, sure. It's hard because I know they do so many different shows, and right. it's the same cast. Yeah, and they'll do right. different shows every night. But yeah. you are How like about, in the bowels what if, of like, the like they ship? hired you to leave next week? Six months. Oh, I don't think no. now. Now that I'm no. married, I just know I want yeah. to be separated from Kurt. Yeah, that's a yeah. hard thing. So yeah. that's an easy no for me. But I think if I was single and young and yeah. with the skills that I have as a Running away from your problems, yeah. And getting to see places for free. You know? I know yeah, people that true. have that's been true. able to save a lot of money doing that. Yeah, though, where yeah like, you're not paying for housing. They'll do like food. a cruise ship show for a year, not pay rent, not pay food. You make pretty good money. You save all that money for a year. Then they're able to like, you know. Towards New York. Yeah, or, like right. have their first year, you know, it kind of is paying forward like this life change. Right. But, but I think you, I think you have a point. Like if I was stuck doing a singular thing without a window, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yep. And just, it is true. Like just the contamination factor. I've thought about it so many times. We have a script about that. We have written a script <laughs> oh, about no. it actually before COVID. It's, can yeah, you do me a favor? Can you just eat that mic? Yep. Eat sorry. That I mic. never get close enough tasty, to the microphone. Tasty, tasty mic. Eat that mic. <laughs> We're going to get Kim a stand that comes out of the table. Yeah. Yeah. You need to just follow back him. Just hey, a just little bit. Do the pop, pop star. We're working <laughs> on it. Hey, hey. If you go and yeah, you yeah. like this video and you comment below and you help us in the YouTube algorithm, one day we can afford fancy mic stands that'll yeah. right into our face yep. absolutely Can I, yeah, yeah i just want a headset yeah there <laughs> like you go. one of those yeah. like like dave ramsey has yeah i want this. like an i want like a workout instructor you can get those yeah, it literally nice. is like workout instructors former gap employees used to have that <laughs> <laughs> for some yeah. reason and, and <laughs> early and early britney spears concert yes. early britney spears concert yes. <laughs> yeah Cool. Uh, should we wrap it up for the day? Yeah, last yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we want to do anybody, one more? Did anybody did ask home? a question in here? Here, well, I feel, I feel yeah. like we okay. Last one, and this will this will we'll this be the question. One. To All right. Simple one. is good. Next week yeah. for next week. The structure of the no Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. <laughs> Bo Burnham. That's right. the topic. Just that topic. topic. No question mark. No exclamation mark. Kurt's gonna go it's off. So on this. why don't open. we? Because that one's mine. Okay. That'll be the one for next week. Why we could maybe even just like give a quick thought and then pick it up. With that next week? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. there's so much to unpack. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My oh, quick, Bert, where do you even My begin? quick thought is... That's what I'm saying. Uh, why'd, you, why'd you put I it in? I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Okay. Uh, yep. Love his films. Right. Yep. Uh, or hit film. Uh, he's making his more. Comedy, his comedy, his choices, his voice. special his bordered film. It was, it was almost there. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. His, his art. He is yeah. the, in my opinion, the closest... Uh, definition of what an artist is mm-hmm. yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. He is almost Andy Warhol-ish to me yeah. in that he... Without the attitude. Play, you know. Yeah, but with the like, with the, uh, I won't say reckless abandon, but the like, the freedom with which he can play with mediums. Right. I think is fascinating to me. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, uh, we just had Norm MacDonald pass. So I've been going through yeah. a lot of videos of Norm. And the dude was a, comedic genius yeah. and definitely fits in that category of like entertainment genius. And I think like to your kind of point about like Andy Warhol, there's always like this problematic, like geniuses tend to be 
little prickly, little like personalities you don't want to have around. But Bo Burnham is such like a like a great example of just somebody who's like maybe doesn't have it all together, maybe doesn't have all the answers, but like can do really crazy stuff in art uh, while seeming to have like this, you know, very presentable front at least. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say he's f- fully healthy, but <laughs> my take is I, uh, I always for, for the last few years, I was like, why do I love his work so much? I like comics in general, but I was like, why does it stand out to me? I listened to him on an interview talk about how he didn't grow up ever wanting to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Mm. He talked about how he knew he was a theater kid. Right. And right. he was like, I knew that my act, my my stuff would never play, you know, in front of a brick wall with a two drink minimum. So he's right. like, I went off and I made shows. And the second I heard him say that, I was like, Oh, that's I that's think that's who he is. Yeah. His stuff speaks to me on that level because I feel like it's that same wavelength of being a true storyteller and not just like, I'm here to tell some jokes. Yep. It's, it's like an immersive experience. Compli- it's so much more complex than that. Like he already he, answered right. it. He no, does. He does it. write the jokes. He yeah. does, but it's so much more complicated than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can maybe next week talk about maybe some specific I would, specials I would love and to, uh, inside. Yeah, we'll and just start with with inside, yeah, inside. next week. Yeah. yeah. Hey, cool. if you like this podcast, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I didn't finish inside, oh, so oh. maybe this is the time. Oh, yeah, to do it. Definitely. Yes. First of all. Shame on you! Shame. Shame on you! It was a lot. She was so much. She got offended at the white woman Instagram. It got really. It got really sad. Yes, it does. It does. And I had to yes, stop because yeah, I yeah. got really emotional. You got to let yourself go on that ride because it's yeah. worth it at the yeah. end. It really is, man. He brings that around. You got to let your heart trust be broken. Him, trust him yeah. as an artist, and he's going to take you there. Yep. Uh, if you like this podcast, you should definitely subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Correct. If you haven't done so already, which we gave you plenty of time to, but you should go yeah, do it now, right now. Click subscribe. So, if, this is, if you're watching this on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Let us know below. Comment below on what you think of these topics. If you have any topics for next yeah, week. Yeah, give us some ideas. We'd love to know what you're thinking about. What's in your uh, Sunday brew? What's brewing? If you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, we have a official Instagram handle now. It's at Sunday Brew Pod. Mm. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Mike? Uh, on Instagram at MKTBS or Mike Tobias Poetry. Rashid? Uh, at LA Arts Guy. Kim? You can find me at It's Kim Whalen. And you can find me at Kurt Mega. Guys, I think this is a great second episode. Or maybe it's a first episode. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Second episode. We don't know. Uh, Thank you for (laughs) anyone that joined us on live. Yeah. Thanks for the engagement today. It was fun. And um, if you tune in next week, we definitely. We'll need some more topics. We need more yeah. topics. So yeah. start uh, brewing. Yeah. Start brewing. Start brewing. <laughs> All right. Talk to you, you next guys week, later. guys. Bye. Bye.